Please be seated. So, I get the opportunity to tell you guys what Epiphany Sunday is. And I've got some other things that we're going to be doing during the service. I've got some presents that we're going to be unwrapping. I'm going to need some help to unwrap the presents. So, could I have all of the children or the young people, adults if you want to, why don't you guys come and sit down at the front here. And then I can kind of grab you guys up to help me unwrap some presents in a bit. So I feel like this morning is almost going to be a bit like a Mythbusters kind of a service. There's a whole bunch of things that I feel like um, I'm going to be telling you that perhaps we don't know about. Um, For example, Epiphany Sunday is the Sunday that the wise men came to visit Jesus. Now in um, in our nativity scene, we see the wise men with the shepherds, with Mary and Joseph, with the angel, all together visiting the stable. But actually, we read in the Bible that it wasn't until later that the wise men came and actually visited Jesus and Mary. It wasn't even, in fact, in a stable that they came and visited Mary and Jesus. It says here in Matthew, After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, house, not a stable, not an inn, Turns out that Mary was perhaps just giving birth in an inn, then she probably kind of got, um, once everyone moved out because it wasn't Christmas anymore, she was probably like, right, let's see if there's a couple of hotels available. Someone probably said to her, oh, actually, I feel a bit sorry for you now. There's a house available. So she probably went to an Airbnb, stayed somewhere nice. Maybe it was catered for, I don't know. They saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts. So... The wise men, it doesn't sound like the wise men were saying, then the wise men came, they kind of moved some of the sheep aside. They said to shepherds, excuse me, I just need to get through. They came to the house where Mary was with Jesus and they presented him with gifts. Now, another myth that we, that we have to bust is that we see these wise men as kings, don't we? In the nativity scene, these guys are seen as kings. But actually here it says they were wise men. And even in some manuscripts, it says they were magi. Magi, that's a weird word, isn't it, guys? Does anyone know magic? Yeah, so the word magic must come from the word magi. But it does mean wise men. In fact, in this version of the Bible, did anyone hear how many wise men there were that came to visit? Did anyone hear a number? A thousand? No, not a thousand. I don't know that the house was that big for a thousand. Well, it doesn't actually say, it doesn't tell us how many, but in our nativity scene, we say three, don't we? We see that there are three kings, and why, why were there three? Does anyone know why we think there are three? What did they bring? Go on. Yeah, they brought gold. What else did they bring? Frankincense. Yeah, what else did they bring? Myrrh. So they got brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So I've got some presents here as well, and we'll see what presents I have, although I may have just given it away by asking you guys. What presents they brought. Okay, so who wants to open a present for me? Aaron, it's your birthday. Why don't you come up and open a present? We won't sing happy birthday to you, don't worry. Okay, why don't you open this first present for us and show us what it is. 
Christmas took a long time to unwrap presents in your guys' house, did it? What have you got? So you got a gold box, what's inside? Yes, gold chocolate bars, fantastic. So not quite the gold that I'm sure the wise men would have brought to Jesus, but you've got some gold chocolate bars, fantastic. So why don't you go have a seat down there? All right, who else wants to open a present for us? Yes, come on up. Okay, do you want to open this present? Maybe it was my wrapping. <laughs> okay, so what have you got? Can you read it on there? Frankincense. You got frankincense. Great. Looks exciting, doesn't it? Well, what looks better, that, that or the gold? The gold looks better. Yeah, go on, take a seat. And then our final present, who wants to unwrap that one? Theo, do you want to come up and unwrap it? There you go, mate. So, so far we've got gold and frankincense, so three guesses for what we're going to be unwrapping next. Just help from mummy. So I'm sure that when the wise men brought their gifts, they probably didn't wrap them up. They probably just actually had them ready to present, didn't they? (laughs) There was, wasn't there? Yeah. I'm not very good at wrapping presents. No, no, no. I was impressed this year I wrapped all my own presents. Yeah. Just like the 29-year-old grown-up I am. Okay, so what have you got there? Myrrh. Yes, you got myrrh. Does that look exciting? Don't open it. <laughs> Go take a seat. Okay, so we've got gold, we've got frankincense, and we've got myrrh. Now, which one to you guys looks like the most exciting present? The gold. Yes, the gold. Of course, the gold looks like the most exciting presents. When I was growing up, I always used to think, why on earth did they bring these frankincense and myrrh? And whenever they did these kind of services, where they kind of like, oh, smell the frankincense, smell the myrrh, it always smelled disgusting. So I always wondered, why on earth did they bring frankincense and myrrh to a baby? We've got quite a few babies here. I'm pretty sure that none of them would have been presented with frankincense or myrrh. Probably none of them were presented with gold either, it must be said. But I always wanted the gold. That, to me, sounded like the most exciting present of the lot. But then I was doing some research about the gold, the frankincense and myrrh, and why they were brought to baby Jesus. And apparently, the frankincense and the myrrh were worth more than the gold was. In those days, those things were far more valuable than the gold was. But it wasn't just that they brought these random presents that they thought, oh, do you know what? What have we got lying about? We've got to go follow this star quickly. Let's just go to the present cupboard. What did we get last year from Auntie Sue that we don't really like? All right, great. Well, we've got some frankincense. So let's take that with us. No, these guys had thought about it. They knew what they wanted to bring to this guy. They knew that the prophecy was about a very special baby. So these presents actually had some symbolic meaning. Pete, can we have the picture up, please? So this is what they meant. The gold was brought 
because Jesus was a king. In Matthew's gospel, the way that Jesus is um, explained, the way he's introduced, is they talk about this genealogy. They talk about all of the people who have come before Jesus, all of his ancestors. And Matthew makes a point to reference to the fact that Jesus is a descendant of David, the, first, the second king of Israel, but one of the greatest kings um, of Israel that there was. Matthew wants us to know Jesus was a king. And the wise men, they knew this, so they brought gold, because gold is something that you bring to a king. The next one was frankincense. In the, author, in the letter of Hebrews, the author writes that Jesus was a high priest, that he was praying for us, that he was interceding for us. That means that he was stepping in on our behalf. That's what priests in the Old Testament used to do. They used to intercede for the people of Israel. They used to pray to God for the people of Israel. And so these wise men, when they brought frankincense, they were saying, this guy, this baby, is going to be a priest. And so we're giving him this incense, this smelly perfume that was used for priests. And the final one was myrrh. Now myrrh, in the song We Three Kings of Orient Are, I always find the myrrh one a bit of a kind of um, solemn, more solemn verse. Myrrh is mine, it's bitter perfume. Now why on earth anyone would want to have bitter perfume? I don't know. But myrrh was used for a sacrifice. Myrrh was used when people would die. They would um, wrap their body up in, um, in, a, in embalming things and they would put um, some ointments and they would put some things on them to help them uh, not smell quite so bad. And myrrh was one of these things. So when the priests, when the wise men brought myrrh to baby Jesus, what they were saying is, we know that this son, this child, is going to be a sacrifice for us. So gold for a king, frankincense for a priest, and myrrh for a sacrifice. So that's what happened on Epiphany Sunday. Now, of course, we know that um, Epiphany also has another meaning, doesn't it? Epiphany means kind of like seeing a great light. You know, seeing something, suddenly understanding a great revelation. You're walking down the street, and you're thinking, you see a fire engine off in the distance, and you're wondering, why on earth do they um, have flashing lights? And you're walking across the road thinking, why on earth does a fire engine have flashing lights? And then it hits you, doesn't it? So epiphanies are something to do with understanding a great truth. And the great truth that perhaps we need to understand today is who Jesus is. Now, if you're here in church this morning, then presumably you are searching for something, or perhaps you've already got that something that you are searching for, that being Jesus. But maybe there's something else that you can, that you can think about this morning as you're here. You can think about, in your life this year, looking ahead to the year, or looking back over the past year, what has really stood out to you? What has been that epiphany moment about who Jesus is to you? Has Jesus shown that he is a real king to you this year? Has he shown that he is a priest for you? Has he been, do you know how he has been interceding on your behalf? Or have you been thinking about the sacrifice that he made? Later on in this service, we're going to um, spend some time in prayer um, and in contemplation. And then we're going to be hanging it up on the tree. So don't worry, the tree isn't just kind of halfway through being taken down. Those decorations are down for a reason. We're going to be thinking about what is it this year or this past year that we want to know more about who Jesus is. Do we want to know him as our king or as a priest or as a sacrifice for us? And in a, after we've sung a couple more songs, Ellen is going to come up and she's going to explain what we're going to be doing in our prayer activity. But right now we're going to be singing a couple more worship songs. So kids, why don't you stay down here 
And because uh, these songs we're going to be singing are action songs, so you lot being down here is going to help all of us adult congregation to know what actions we're going to do. I can see that some of you are already bolting. <laughs> 